DCM works. My Nintendo Switch is right next to my Nintendo 64, and I don't know how to feel about that. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Alpharatus Podcast, official podcast of Digital Line Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, Creative Director, Lead Writer, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Ben. Hi. What's going on, man? I'm tired. Yeah, you look like a snoozy boy over there. It's been a long week. It's been a long it's week. been a long Without time you, my friend. Since I've slept in till 10 a.m. <laughs> that was an interesting rendition. I have to get up at 6 every day. Oh, welcome to being an adult, you I know, lazy I hate cunt. It. I just want to be 12 again. Classic. Actually, actually young, speaking actually. of being 12 again this week, we're talking about oh, the world building oh, The Legend of Zelda Breath oh. of the Wild. Good one. See, that's a good segue because yeah, that was a I game never, because Zelda yeah. was when we were kids. Yeah, I yeah. never played Zelda. No, this it doesn't. One. It doesn't work. I haven't for you. played any of them. It doesn't work for you, but it works for the rest of us. My favorite childhoods. Zelda game is the Minish Cap because it is the only one I've played. That's incorrect opinion to have. That's the wrong opinion to have. <laughs> I now, like the Minish Cap. <laughs> Legend of it's still a wrong opinion. The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, which is quite a mouthful, is the latest Zelda game. You've heard of it. It's the Nintendo Switcheroo. This Switcherino. Uh, <laughs> it's have a Switch of a good time. It's also on the Wii U, um, which is still which hard to is, say. A bit of a interesting look. Mm. Nintendo just they do their thing, and then everyone else keeps up. So, what I kind of want to talk about this because I have a video on this on the antagonist channel. That Shout outs. You can link it's linked in the description. <laughs> um, and I basically talk about how they really struggled to balance, like obviously the so they really struggled to balance intentionality and composition, and like the way that composition relates to intentionality. So, for what? anyone who doesn't know, basically the idea is that. Um, uh, intentionality refers to like how someone takes your gameplay systems, learns them, and then uses them to form new ideas that you didn't like explicitly tell them to do. Right. So a good example is like in Rainbow Six Siege, um, you can like plant C4 on a wall and then use the security cameras and another tool to like lure someone to it and then explode it. Yeah. There's no tutorial that tells you to do that. Yeah. So it's it's, it's using the tools in ways that aren't, like, necessarily not intended by the developers, but, but they're not, they're they're not, not ex- explicitly taught. Same thing with, like, uh, Far Cry three and four where like you can set fire at like the base of a camp then creep around and wait for the people to like get flushed out by the fire that kind they of kind of did intend that though that's, no but you never get told to do that too. right you never get to, yeah. no, well fucker two was when they were like oh that's intentional. well the, yeah. the guy um the guy who was the one that really like was the formula um he sort of started the formula for intentionality is the guy who Worked on Far Cry 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Far Cry 2 is my uh, favorite one Clint, in the series. Clint Hawking, who was the game director, he actually was like, one of the things that they tried to push with that game was intentionality. And he did that with the fire system. That was his yeah. original, that was his idea. And so he, t- so he has this concept of intentionality versus composition, where like composition is like planning. So like in the Arkham games, you do a lot of composition where you like <coughs> wait for stuff to happen as you right, plan stuff. Right, yeah. And then your intentionality is the transition between composition and execution. Yeah. So how do you plan something versus how it turns out when you actually do it? And really good action games have this system where you have you you have the ability to compose quickly, then you move into intentionality and execution, and then you have gameplay systems that disrupt that intentionality to force you to improvise in a way that is like system planned. And weapon durability is not a good example. No, of this. <laughs> a good example is in Far Cry when your gun jams. 
Because that that's like a momentary. Oh fuck! I need to like think about what I'm I doing. Need to press R a bit more. Whereas in Zelda, it just becomes irritating, and it really like it's gotten me killed a few times, and it, like it made me so mad every time I died from it. I I fucking hate the weapon tuber. So I've I haven't played all that much Zelda. I've played about I want to say like ten hours of it, because mm-hmm. um, I play on Laura's system. But it's like every time I get a new weapon, I'm like, oh man, can't wait for this to break. Can't wait for this to never be usable do again. The, do you want the good news or the bad news? Well, I know the Master Sword. Master is, Sword and the Hillian Shield don't break. Yeah, I know, but they they still they need recharging, which is like fuck off. It's the same thing. It honestly, it just means you I don't got, have to go and find the same yeah, sword. Honestly, that you since like. I got them, I've enjoyed the game a lot more. It's just one less thing to worry about. It's, like the Hillian Shield is literally unbreakable. It doesn't need oh, recharging. So it, doesn't it just doesn't charge. break. Oh, okay, um, that should then, be all shields. That should be all well, weapons, actually. Here's, here's the that thing. That should be the entire game. Here's the thing. What they should have done instead of doing weapon durability is do kind of what Oblivion did, where it's, like, really long-term. Like, it, and then you get repair kits, or, like, similar to how... Um, Dark Souls. Dark Souls does it, where you... Well, even... Yeah. In Dark Souls, like, yeah, weapons have durability. You never notice it except for the weapons where it matters. Well, that's only in Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 2 durability was kind of a factor because it didn't regenerate when you rested at a bonfire. Well, that's annoying. Yeah, whereas like Dark Souls 3 got it right, where if you used a weapon for too long without resting at a bonfire, it would break. Yeah, so you can whereas grind Whereas every time you rested, it would regenerate Just your weapons, recharge. repair. Yeah. Which makes sense, because the weapons are a part of the world, so that makes yeah. sense in the lore. But the problem with the Zelda is like, what they tried to do is they were like, oh, we need a gameplay mechanic that's going to mean that someone isn't just going to get like a 60 damage flame sword and use that for Even them. if they just used the, uh, like the Fallout New Vegas system, where you can use weapons of the same type to yeah. um, sort of repair... One of your weapons. Like, everyone I, hates that system. I liked it. I just it don't meant get that why, picking up loot was fine. I just don't get why I can't use my 60 damage flame longsword that I really like using. Yeah. Like it just, it just, it's annoying because then you find a weapon that you love and then it breaks and you're like, fucking <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> bullshit ass. So, no, my, um, my, like, my general experience with the entire game has been this, like, overarching, just, like the game is cool, don't get me wrong, but there are the moments that stick out to me are like those moments where you're just like, you couldn't help yourself, Nintendo. You had to fucking do that. You had to do that one thing that's really fucking annoying. I'll be honest. Well, like, oh, you know, I'll be climbing up a wall and then like it'll start raining and I'll just fall off and it's like the wall is slippery now and I'm like, no, fuck off. Like, let me climb the wall. Yeah, it's annoying because <laughs> you you expect from video games that's not an issue. Yeah, but actually, that's that's kind of why I wanted to talk about the world building specifically. Is they do this really clever thing where they take the world, like they take the world that they've made and they apply rules to it they that apply make sense some in the world. Rules. Yeah. But rules that would make sense in that world that don't necessarily in ours. You can climb stuff while it's raining in the real world. It's just harder. Yeah. Whereas in Zelda, you literally you can't. can't. Yeah. Unless you have the climbing gear. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But they do some really cool shit with the world building that no one else in games has really done as well. Yeah. But the problem is, and we'll talk about this as we get into it, but one of the results of that is that the game ends up feeling like you're obeying a handful of rules that are rules and then a handful of things that are part of the world and you immediately categorize them when they happen like breaking weapons is part of the rules of the game yeah. whereas um link being a bad swimmer is part of the law and it's part of the world yeah and, and then you have like weird half and half stuff like if you run around in a storm with like steel weaponry on your back you get hit by lightning yep which is dumb I, but I love it. Like, it's don't dumb, get me wrong. So I love it. It's the funny, like, the first time it happened, I had, like, I just had, like, a hammer out and it started, like, sparking. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm going to get hit by lightning. But, like, my hands were like, nah, keep the weapon in. 
<laughs> see what happens. Like, like, it's a video game. And in two seconds, like I got hit by lightning and immediately died. And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, like, I know I'm- later on in the game you can get full. You can get the rubber suit, which makes you immune to electricity. Amazing. And you can just run around. And I think that's kind of the cool thing with the shit like, you know, you can't climb when it's raining unless you have the climbing gear. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you, have an, if you have a weapon that's steel and a lightning storm, you get one shot unless you're wearing the rubber suit. It, it kind of does this weird thing where at first when you don't have much, where you're kind of just like sort of starting off, you know, first sort of 10 yeah. hours, you have like things are scary like lightning storms are scary because shit now i have to use wooden weapons guardians are fucking terrifying. like guardians are the scariest thing in the game but then like you know you learn how to parry them because of course you can parry them um there's some other cool shit you can do where you can cut off their legs oh god <laughs> and that's so i've got to the point now in the game where i can kill guardians not easily because they still will kill you in like two shots but, but i know how to them. take them down yeah you don't just run away from them like yeah. i do yeah. it's like i take off a leg and then it slows down i take off another leg and then i parry a blow and then i take off another leg and it's like a system to it but it it's one of those things where the that progression isn't because you have more hearts that you survive it's because you learn more about the game yeah it's 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 a, it's a of- different it's not systems that you're mastering it's a world that you're learning how to deal with and like you still like some things do still come from pure you have more stats um stam- stamina is a big thing like you yeah. know especially with being able to climb things some things you just need a bigger stamina wheel. yeah like some things they just lock you out kind of but then arbitrarily. you can cook, but then you can cook food that will let you get up there there's yeah. always a way the, the but you cool gotta thing, know how to cook the food <laughs> the cool thing about this game and the reason that and it was something that they said on the dude soup podcast the funhouse guys is the thing that main the the reason people like this game so much is that Every time you think you've cheated the system, where they're like, oh, you can't do that for this reason. You're like, ah, but I've got this food. I've got a food, yeah. And Nintendo is sitting back in their like, big like armchair being like, I already saw that coming. Yeah. You're doing something they wanted you to do, but it always feels like you've cheated the system and you've like outsmarted them. Yeah, I think the funniest example I've seen of that is one of the, um, one of the shrines. Shrines? Yeah. The, the puzzle areas. Uh-huh. It, was, it was in this lake and it was like sort of shallow water and it was surrounded by spikes. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to get past these spikes? I was like, I was walking around, I was trying to find a gap, I was trying to jump over them, I was just like, couldn't figure, couldn't figure it out. And I saw like, <laughs> like, like miles away, or like, you know, like 200 meters away, there was this tower. And I was like, it was one of the, uh, not like the tower, proper towers, it was just like a pole. With like a crate on top of it. Yeah, like the ladder. And I was like, I was like, I could walk up there and fly over and like get inside. I was like, I was like you did? Hello. yeah, so I walked up, flew over. And the moment I get in, Laura comes over. She's just like, you can just make an ice pillow. Yeah. That, <laughs> Laura and I did that the night the, the game Yeah, and I wasn't out, there. And you were in the bathroom. <laughs> and that was how I solved it. Yeah. But it's but that's the cool thing about the game is no one is at the same point. No one does things the same way. Because yeah, I, I everyone thinks about stuff differently. And um, Callum, who's also watching, he was just like, oh, I jumped off like this other ledge. And I was just like, I'm going to jump off this tower. And Laura comes in. She's just like, you can just use the ice power. One and of we the, were like, oh. One of the Let's Plays <laughs> I was watching... Um, stasis a, a rock hit it with a hammer jumped on it and rolled it over the spikes <laughs> like there are so many ways you can do it oh that's so dumb like there are so many ways you can that's the really cool thing about the game is that the world is the world and the systems are built in such a contained way that there are so many ways you can do stuff there's a boss um so there's a uh there's a boss later on where it's not a boss. It's one of the um, the divine beasts. Yeah. yeah, and there's a dungeon section where you need to um, you need to navigate through. It's very vertical. Right. And if you don't have, if you're just going in vanilla and you've just, it's the first one you do. This is the cool thing as well because you can do the you can bosses do them in, in any order. order. You can you can run straight to Ganon. 
and fight him if you want to. But the, yeah, it's very hard. There's, there's <laughs> so many cool things about that that are interesting because when I did it, I had. Um, I, I don't want to spoil too much about the way that the game works, but I had a power that resurrected me when it's like a fairy. It's the fairies, yeah. Um, and then it's I like had... It's like such a Zelda thing. <laughs> yeah, and then I also had um, this ability that let me uh, jump higher. Um, right, I don't, I don't the, want to spoil uh, the, it, how that works yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, it is this I know one, the one, yeah. Yeah, so you can jump higher. And so this puzzle was such that you couldn't get to a certain area because the idea was that you would navigate around, but I had that power, so I just jumped Dude, to the whoop. next bit. Yeah. And I got there, and I was like, fucking gotcha, Nintendo. And they were like, nah, there's a gate there. You can't do it that way. <laughs> and I was like, fuck! <laughs> and then I was like... Oh, Duped hard. And I was like, but what if I jumped higher at this other bit, which I did, and then I got through, which was clearly the way I was... I could do it if I had that power. Right. But I thought it was really interesting that there were like four different ways you could do that, and there's another power that you get later on that would mean that you could walk through another section in a different way. And I was just like, how did they do this? They- I, think, I think that's my favorite part of the puzzle rooms and because, well, the shrines, basically, mm-hmm. but the dungeons and the, they're basically puzzle rooms um, because in the, like, you get this feeling in the, in sort of the open world, there's so many ways, there's so many things you can do. Like you can climb any wall unless it's raining, you know, you have like, you're actually like insanely powerful as an avatar in this world like more powerful than well, you're like supposed to be a legendary warrior yeah so and like you know you compare you can you compare what you can do in this to something like gda and it's like you're basically a superhero in terms of like what you can do well you're one of the five superheroes there's yeah. the four guardian there's the four champions and you who's yeah. the knight uh, the so like knight. the especially with like the level design outside of these puzzle rooms it's just so free and open like i know when i was because i'd seen you play a bunch of the game and then when i started playing it when you have to climb up and talk to the dude in the so this the shrine of time or temple of time. Yeah, we won't spoil who that is, but there's a no. character that you do talk yeah, to. Yeah, you talk now. to him. I just I just climbed up the side of the building and Laura was like, You just there's a just go up, there's a ladder and I was like, No, I'm going I up the wall. I climbed up the side as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm climbing up the wall because I know I can do it. Um it's I, the kind of thing where like you can break so many of the, the rules. But they're all rules and, that they want you to break. Yeah, but when you get the when you then get into the puzzle rooms, it's like, okay, how do they want me to break this? Like you, you get given a bunch of things and you have your tools and you're like, what can I do? Well, I got, I and even a... then you can still do some really fucking dumb shit in the puzzle. Rooms it's very cool. To just like do to like, you but know, there's, get some, some of the puzzles. Advantage. There's like four ways to finish them. <laughs> yeah. There was one where I couldn't work it out. Like it was, it's like a waterfall puzzle. All of the walls are water and you have to get right. a ball into a certain thing and it rolls out from a hole and you just use like ice blocks. Or yeah. But I wasn't thinking. So I used the <laughs> I think room, I remember that one. I used the room to create ice blocks to then climb up myself to get the ball and then <laughs> roll it down myself. Oh, no. <laughs> and Scott was watching and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> and he's, he's like, let me do it. Because I, I kept failing. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, this is how they want me to do it. And yeah. he, he like, he stops, waits for the ball, creates an ice, like from one place, creates an ice block, creates yeah. an ice block, finishes the puzzle in like eight seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. You're like, oh, okay. But there's been a few puzzles. There's actually some that I can't do because I don't have, uh, they're like a gyro control one. Oh, I fucking hate the gyro ones. And I actually can't do them because I don't have that fidelity of movement with my hands. No, it's, don't worry. It's so it's I can't just do them. bad. It's so, just bad. And that was the first time in the game where I was like, Ugh, Yeah, no, I think. Let me control that with my joystick. Uh, yeah, I think the gyro controls, they. The first one you find, I think, is the hammer one. Did you find that one? But that one pissed me off the most. Cause, the hammer one. Yeah, because you basically have this... It's You're controlling a hammer, and you just have to hit this ball. Yeah, like sure. Golf. The, go- the mini um, golf one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you look at it, and the ha- it's all on like this 2D plane, and you're just like, oh, I just have to like swing the hammer back. Hammer's in 3D, though. 
yeah and your gyros in 3d it's like oh my god so you go to swing back the hammer and it swings like like 180 no one, degrees no one can do that I, I can't do it you know how you do them and this is what i worked out is you have to take the joy con out and do it by hand because it works like a wiimote seriously you take out the right That's you take out dumb. the white joy con the, the white you take out the right joy con and you use that and that was There's, how i know i, did that I one. know another one is the um like the, the, the table i can't one. do it I, I got it. I physically only, can't. Only because I figured out the trick. Well, you can turn it upside down, but I still can't do it. What you can do is if you... It's just... It all the, the, the difficult part is getting the hop, like at the end. And you can repeatedly try the hop because when the ball falls, you can just spin the, the thing 180 and land it directly at the end of the puzzle. Ah. And like, it's, it's the kind of thing where like, you don't have to. You could attempt the puzzle every time. Um, it would be fucking infuriating. Yeah. But like, you can... Um, this is kind of thing where it's just like, oh, it's more like tedium. I just, than, I like, just gave up. But here's what's here's what's cool about this game, and this is why, apart from those ones, that I honestly have the shrines like, are fun. I've lost large sections of my life to this game. Like <laughs> I am, Skyrim I am, I am in love with this game. Right? Oh no! Well, no, but here's why, and this is kind of so the reason that I like it so much, and this is why I wanted to do this episode specifically on world building, is that like the best part of the game isn't the gameplay, and it's not this combat and it's not the swords and it's not the it's like the world feels so authentic for that game like i think it's it's hard to explain and it's not because it's zelda but it's because everything in the world makes sense in that world in this like charming deliberate like it's like it's a it's like this fucking like weird like surreal experience and you know you go especially the memories especially the no i yeah i think that's a really so beautiful and like when you when as link because you play as link and you rediscover these memories and you start to learn about the world and these characters and you have these like there are fucking moments in that game that are so beautiful that i've never seen anything else like in another game ever yeah i think i think the um the setting of the game is probably the smartest like zelda thing they've ever done it's so beautiful because the the problem with a lot of other Zelda games, at least for me, why they're, I never got into them, is they're so fucking they're ugh, crunchy. They're so airy fairy. They're airy fairy, crunchy. Yeah, my and they're just so annoying. And it's it's because they are they are it's annoying. This weird thing where be, because in Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I haven't finished the game, so I'm assuming this because in Breath of the Wild, everyone you care about is gone. <laughs> you don't have to worry about them. You don't have to save. I mean, you are technically saving Zelda, but she's not actually. But you also don't. Re- you initially, also don't, you don't remember. Her. Yeah, initially you don't even know who the Zelda is in this game. You just hear of her, and, you, it, and she speaks to you. In, yeah, in the in but the you spirit. and you have all these side characters who are now dead, who like it's, it's were so, who were your like best friends a hundred so years ago. You don't remember them. Yeah, and it's you such a clever way of doing it. And it's and like some and, of them are references to previous games, so you're like, oh, that's yeah, sucks. there's a few of those. Yeah, but it's the kind of thing where because because they're able to detach from, you're almost able to de- to detach. The world you're living in from the world where the story exists. Well, I think that's why. That's why. Well, I, I and but, and that that only works because they got the premise so yeah, right. Yeah, because they were like a hundred years, and you're like, they were a hundred years. So everyone is dead that you knew about, <laughs> and the people that you did know about are either people that are dead or they're people that you need to. It's Zelda, basically. Yeah. So what's really cool is that the solitude then, the solitude of you playing the game. So it's a single player game. There's no multiplayer. The yeah. solitude of you playing the game mirrors Link's solitude of being in that world. So your association for him is heightened because A, you don't know the world at all. Neither does he. He has no memories. Yeah. And B, as he rediscovers it, you rediscover it. And it's this genius thing. That's why um, games where you don't remember your well, books we, where, the, where a character or a TV show where they lose their memories. So well, amnesia. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's such a good mechanic. Yeah, it happens a lot, a lot in 
doesn't happen as much in games. But they'll do it. It's like a that trope in a films, yeah. film, yeah. But that, and that that for me, as I rediscover that world, and I've got to the point now where I know all the different locations or whatever. Yeah. But then I'll like I'll it's find like some. Super but authentic. I'll I'll find something and be like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Like I went. Th- I played like I don't know, thirty hours or something, which is a lot. Um, <laughs> and I was like going through this. Uh, I was going through this mountain. And like I saw a fucking dragon. I saw a dragon on top of the mountain. And I was like, is there are fucking dragons? And so like I trudge up this mountain, I climb this mountain, and I find this dragon that's like corrupted by Ganon. And then I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then below him is this like well of um uh, it's it's like a spiritual well. I won't spoil what it does, but it's like a spiritual well. Yeah. And it's like I've got to free this creature from Ganon, and I did that, and he gave me this reward of a thing that I'd never heard of that's apparently a main mechanic. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then I go into this thing and it's like a whole experience of me being like, I thought I knew this game and at every like five to ten hours, there's like this new charming thing that I learn. I think my big like Jesus Christ moment was I was riding on a horse and I rode past some rocks and then the rocks came alive and attacked me. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I am. And then I picked up a rock and threw it and it exploded. I climbed. I was like, okay. I was climbing a mountain and the mountain stood up. And I was like, no. Nah. You're like, no. Nah, and then later. A, a boss health meter appeared, and I was like, I'm gone. Home meter, home button. <laughs> Quit game. Yeah. All right, I'm it's done. Like, oh, it's so cool. And then these, these, um, there are these. I don't want to spoil it too much, but there are these elements of the world that are there to be discovered, and that's why this game works so well. And that's why when I talk to people about it. It's never like, oh, did you, did you do that thing? It's about, the, yeah. it's about the way that your experience felt. And it's because I think they built a world that feels so authentic that when you do engage in it and you are playing it, no one has the same experience. I feel like no one does it the same way. Yeah. I was talking to um, uh, a girl I know, and she was, uh, she's a big Nintendo fan. She's one of those people that like, grew up with right. Nintendo. Uh, and she was playing it. She's been playing it about the same amount I have. And I was like, oh, where are you up to? And she, she told me, and she was somewhere totally different. Yeah, you're like... Doing a totally different stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. She's yeah. like, where are you up to? And I told her, she was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and like, my brother was, he kind of was coming in and watching me a few nights um, as I was playing it. And he was like, what the fuck is this place? It's totally different to where you were before. Like, yeah. it's a totally different biome. It's like different characters. Diff- you're wearing different armor. You've got different weapons. I'm like, oh yeah, well, this is the lava place. Yeah, and that like, was what? the other place. And he's like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, this game's massive. Yeah. And it feels that way. And it's like... One of my favorite things about the way that they've constructed the setting is Hyrule Castle is the center of the map. Right. So Hyrule Castle, which is Ganon's, the big he's taken it over. It's the big MacGuffin. It's where, you, it's where you're going. Yeah. But it's the place you start. You start like... You start like right next door. And the great thing about that is what it gives you is a real sense of location. Yeah. So instead of like Lord of the Rings, where it's like uh, they're Mordor going to Mount Doom. And it's Mordor yeah. is like the other side of the world. Yeah. You start at the place that you end at. Yeah. So as you're going around and going through other circle places, it, yeah. you circle back and you come back and you go and you, you do this kind of these these figure eights as you yeah. go through these different worlds and you save these different people. And the cool thing is that you don't have to do any of that because a lot of it, if you just don't go to a certain area, you'll miss main quests. Or if you don't talk to the right person, you'll miss entire like mechanics in the game. Yeah, for like the first like sort of five hours, um, I just ran like as soon as I got the paraglider, paraglider, I just fucked off. Like, I didn't do... Mm. I had to, like, bounce back and be like, oh, I actually should probably, like... I had someone ask me, they were like... They were like, oh, have you done any, any of the memories? And I was like, what I memories? don't know what you're talking about. They were like, don't you have the camera? And I was like, what camera? And they were like, how long have you been playing? I was like, 
like eight hours and they're like, like how do you not get the did camera? you not go to the camera oh, and no, i was took, like no it took me like 20 hours to get the camera yeah it's like i just ran off and started killing shit i, like, I, I didn't do i didn't follow the main I quest was like, like come the, on the minute i left the main plateau i was like i'll just go and do a quest or whatever and then i ran into this character who was like come to my kingdom help us out and i was like okay and then that took me like 10 hours to do yeah it. no that's that's yeah. what you're meant to do after you get <laughs> yeah. yeah i Which did the I same never thing did. i ran off and did that oh it's but but the fact that they built a game that and it still functions it when still you haven't works. done that other stuff. Yeah, it's the crazy thing. That's why it's better than like an Assassin's Creed or like yeah. a, like a Shadow of Mordor. Assassin's Creed, you have such this. You you progress with that. You you progress mechanic wise, and enemies get harder based on mechanics. Whereas Zelda, the more you learn about the game, the better you become at the game. Yeah, well, rather than uh, like, the more you learn about the mechanics. I I didn't even know how to like dodge attacks, like how to like back to like, like back the, hop yeah. and side hop. I was like, oh, there's just like. Like, someone was, was like, oh, is there, like, do you have, like, Dark Souls rolling? And I was like, no, nah, there's, like, no combat mo- motion. I was yeah, like, there no, is. there is. I just didn't know the buttons for yeah, it. Yeah, you just use X I was just directions. running around, just attacking things, like, without locking on, because I was like, fuck locking on. Um, it was just like, yeah. but it didn't matter. Like, I was still able to yeah. kill things. I, that's, and it's, it's, it's this it's, weird thing where it's just like, that's why I hate the durability it's, system. It's, yeah, so it's, it's this idea of accessibility without exclusivity. So yeah. most games have, and this is something that the guys who made the uh, Arkham City game talk about a lot, right. um, is you want to make a system where anyone can come in and succeed to a level, yeah. but that has enough depth that people that understand can video games can go yeah. in and they can get really involved. The problem is usually what happens is, let's say, let's talk, okay, let's think Halo, right? You get an easy mode is so, what you yeah. get. So what, what, lot, the easy Halo's solution for yeah. that is easy, normal, easy hard, legendary. Yeah. But really, really good dumb. games like Dark Souls are like, you start and it's real hard, but once yeah, you get easy the hang- mode is you like easy mode is you pick pyromancer. Yeah. But once you've got the hang of it, then you're forced to learn. And yeah. instead of trying to master a system, you have to force yourself to learn and become a better player. And that is really rewarding. And that's why, like, I remember before I knew what Dark Souls was. This was a long time ago. Don't before man, I yeah. knew what the first one was, um, someone was describing it to me, and they were like, "Oh, it's like this really hard game," and like. You fight these like crazy bosses. It's like crazy hard, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know about if that's for me." Oh, I can't. Yeah, I I can't I'm me. not good at video games. I was like, I'm David. I was like, "I'm bad at ge- I'm bad at games." And so, and I, and I uh, it was John. It was John John who was like, "Dude, you gotta play fucking Dark Souls. You gotta play fucking Dark Souls." I was like, yeah. "Okay, cool." So I bought it, and then we we obviously did the first Dark Souls series together. But after about ten hours of that game, I was like, "Oh, I get it." Like yeah. I spent. I bought it, played it for a few hours, couldn't get past the starting skeletons, <laughs> left, uninstalled it, walked uh. away, and John John was like, dude, what happened? I'm like, I just can't get past the starting area. And he's like, just just, just go in, and I'll just I'll walk you through some really quick mechanics, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And sure enough, after about 10 minutes of explanation, I, was, I got it. Yeah. And that's accessibility without exclusivity, because if you're smart enough to spend the time with it to learn it, you can do it. The thing that Zelda does incredibly well is you don't need to learn. You, if you don't learn anything. To. You can... Play that game for 40 hours, yeah. get 15 hearts and a full stamina wheel, and then you can go and fight Ganon if you've got the four beasts. It's really easy. Yeah. Or if you're like me, you could go in and you could learn the mechanics, get your 10 hearts, go fight Ganon straight away. Like, there are so many ways you can do it. I'm, like, very excited for um, speedruns of this game. <laughs> I, it's going to be, like, pe- crazy. like I'm, I'm expecting some crazy shit where someone's going to, like, figure out that you can leave the plateau early by using, like, the fucking... Um, the stasis or something and just launching yourself off of the rock that's gonna be how it goes i mean i'm pretty sure you can leave the plateau isn't hyrule castle on the plateau though no it's not it's off the plateau it's a bit north um but like you know know, that's probably there's gonna be some dumb thing where someone figures out how to get off the plateau early 
Nintendo's not going to patch it because they're going to be like, yeah, we're, we're aware. <laughs> like, like, we knew. They're like, we did that on purpose. Like, we, yeah, there, there is a way to get... Like, they're going to be like, yeah, there is a way to get off the plateau without the paraglider. You can just... You can just, like, wake up, immediately know that you're the hero of time and fucking go off and do your job. And then, like, come back to the old guys who are like, oh, hey, Link, Link did, did, did you? Did you? Did you already go? <laughs> I thought that we were, I thought you were going to come to me. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to The old guy's just at the fire and he sees, like, Calamity Gallant Ganon die and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, he's like it's dangerous to <laughs> this go alone. This wasn't al- meant to happen. It's dangerous <laughs> to go alone. Take, oh, you've already got the sort of like, time, okay. Like you're meant to take my wood cutting axe and, like, go <laughs> die a bunch of here's times. A baked but... ap- here's a baked apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, but that's why I think it works. And that, I, and I don't know if this is just a product of when it is. It might be that it. I think it's just right place, right time, I th- I right think it's, style. It's it's the right thing where if if you went back like five years and you were like the next Zelda is going to be an open world game. If you went back to pre Witcher three, I would and have said probably like, side and yeah, and said like Zelda, the next Zelda, like Zelda Wii U is going to be an open world game. You'd be like, really? Yeah. Open world. Because the benchmark Ugh. at that point is Skyrim, and that's amazing, and nothing else was up to that yeah, standard. And but then like Witcher you, 3 came out. Yeah, and everyone would just be like, oh, it's just going to be Skyrim with Link. <laughs> and then you get... And what the cool thing, too, I think, is that, you know, you've got, like, Shadow of Mordor, which is a good benchmark for, like, open-world action games. Yeah. But what Zelda did really well is it went, we're not going to compete with them. We're get, yeah, we're it's not, not gonna, competing with anything. We're not gonna, well, yeah, they were, they, well, that was really what they did. Own thing. They're like, we're not going to compete with Skyrim for scale. We're not going to compete with Shadow of Mordor for action. We're not going to compete with like Witcher Three for like fidelity. What we're going to do instead is we're going we're to make a Nintendo. We're going to focus on charm, style, and world building, yeah. and we're going to build a game that is genuinely the vision and 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 is beautiful in a way that we intended. It's the it's the Nintendo take on like open world RPGs. Yes, and it shows because the passion is there. Yeah, and when you play it. You feel that fucking energy that went into it. And when you cook food, you get a little jingle every and time. So and charming. I love it. <laughs> like there's a moment. And when you get a critical success, it plays like a better song. And like I every time I hear that, I start I like sing along with it because it's just Ooh, most, it's just so most good. Of, most of my time playing this game is grinning from ear to ear. Yeah. And there are fucking moments. And I, I'm, a, I'm like 30 hours. I'm like more than, I'm like 40 hours in order. Right. And there are fucking moments where I'll just be walking through a countryside and like the sun will set and it'll catch it at the right angle and they'll be walking through the grass and there'll be like a gentle breeze blowing and I'll yeah. just feel like, fucking God, this is beautiful. God, I love it. And it's not the best graphical game and it's not any but it is looks, genuinely looks damn good on a 720p like oh. seven inch screen though like fuck this that the, the tv we have here sitting in that chair is the perfect distance yeah and it's beautiful well, it's not like you, you can't like see the pixels yeah. but it's like you oh. have you had that right distance it's beautiful and yeah. you know what we don't get enough and this might just be the you know a product of triple a trying to and i'm gonna sound like really like hipster or whatever but it is <laughs> a product of like triple a games trying to hit quota and yeah ubisoft trying to get out as many games as yes, they can make that problem that's I get it. That's this what is, their job is. This, this is, is not that. This, this is, is Nintendo making a Zelda game. This is Nintendo sitting down and saying, we want to make a Zelda game that we're proud of yeah. that we think will be a distillation of all the things that we think make games great. I think it's the best sort of... It's the best introduction to Zelda as well because I've, again, I've only played the Minish yeah. Cap. Um, and playing this, I'm like, oh, I should go back and play like Ocarina or like Majora's Mask. Here's what I'll say. This Zelda game is what like we the all... best Majora's Mask no, version. This, this Zelda game is what we all imagined we were playing when we were playing those. Right, games. yeah. That's that is the best explanation anyone has ever given. Like about this, this game. is this is this is the thing that you thought this you were is doing. the rose tinted glasses version of like Ocarina. But it's a real fucking game, yeah. And that's insane. And that's why I think don't go back. <laughs> no, honestly, because because what you're getting is like a perfect distillation of those experiences right. without the without fact having that, to play an N64 game. Exactly, yeah. and that's why I think. 
uh, in the future, what we're going to see, hopefully, from from Nintendo is more of this kind of idea. And they did it with Splatoon as well. But more of this idea of you take genuine passion for a thing, in this case, video games, and you just do something that you think is good. Yeah. Instead of just doing something you think will sell or something. Yeah, don't... Yeah, they don't... You think the fans are like, well, you can tell from this, they didn't go, oh, what are the fans going to love? They went, what do we love? And how are we going to do that? Yeah, they... Nintendo has a knack of, like, taking a genre, and they did this with Splatoon. Yeah. They took shooters, and they're like, what can we fuck up with this that ends up being good? Like, make Splatoon, you don't kill people, you just paint shit. And Perfect. it's like, Zelda, you cook. And you climb walls. It's like, woohoo! Game of the I, year. Ten out of ten. On, honestly, I'm excited for Mario because I just want more oh of my his charm. God, like I, just... I think I think when when they announced Mario and they were like, yeah, it's a new like Mario 64 esque like open world Mario. Like I enjoyed Mario 64 on the DS because um, that's where I played it. Right. Um, like I enjoyed that like more so than the sort of side scrolling Mario's because I just enjoy. I don't know. I, I like the formula. And See, I grew up with both. So I kinda, yeah. yeah. So when they were like, oh, new Mario, I was like, I don't, I don't care about Mario. Like, it's never been a thing for me. Because um, again, us, I grew up with PlayStation 1. right now, though. Yeah, it's a bit creepy. He's we, also like hanging from his we neck. Have a, we have a Mario so, in the like, studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like after this, it's like, fuck. Mario Odyssey is going to be insane. <laughs> like it's made... Oh, I don't know. I think, I think like if this is their Zelda, like the Mario is going to be good, right? Because... If you think about, like, what we saw about Zelda, like, in the trailers, we saw a lot of, like, weird novelty shit. And and we're yep. like, oh, it's going to be kind of gimmicky. But then the game came out, and it makes sense. You look at, like, the Mario Odyssey trailer, and it's like, he can throw his hat and jump on it. It's, it's like, that's real gimmicky. But if you think, like, you know, that's what Zelda looks no, like. No, you're right. If, if that's the Mario is going to be insane. If I... <laughs> I've never said this before in my life, and I'm going to I'm going to say <laughs> I'm it now. Excited for a Mario no, no, game. not that. I'm gonna, but I'm going to say this, and you have to promise not to send me death threats. Sure. I want DLC for the Zelda game. They've already announced DLC, have but it? they haven't. They've announced like packs. I don't think they've announced I want, like full I want, expansion. I want content. like more adventures. I oh want, yeah, like I, I think, don't want this game to end. I think there will be. I, I don't know the specifics of the DLC. They have announced. There's I want, like I want. There's two DLC packs, and there's right. like. Um, you can get a fucking um season pass for it as well. Um, but they have announced DLC. The specific, uh, I forget the specifics though. So. Okay, yeah, I just want more. But yeah, just more. And like, give us like a blood and wine kind of. Oh thing. my god! Give like, a- if you can pull that okay, off. Okay, real, t- real talk. Before we, we're <laughs> we about to end up. this episode. But real talk. The Witcher DLC are two of the best DLCs ever made in the history of DLC. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, just do that. Give I us, mean, give us a self-contained full did narrative. Kind of just pull off the whole. They pull off. We a wi- made The Witcher three and on the Switch. I man, I what just, if they what if they port The Witcher three? I mean, oh, they probably won't. Oh. The tech is a bit too. It's the yeah. game is Witcher three it's, is so complex. Yeah. <laughs> they cannot do. It that. might not work. Yeah. No, um, um, keep it keep it to stuff that they can do because I feel yeah. like The Witcher three would definitely not work on that hardware. No, <laughs> it, it barely <laughs> works on bit. my PC when yeah, the game came out, bit, and it's like a bit beyond. Yeah, um, it was Gwent. I'll play Ooh, Gwen on the yeah, Switch. Well, I still don't understand Gwen. Um, <laughs> no, look, I, I I think someone asked me the other day, they were like, you bought a Switch basically to play Zelda. And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. And they, were like, they were like, was it worth it? And I had to really think. I was like, was it worth it for 500 bucks? But the truth is that I've reached a point in my well, life. It's the kind of thing where it's like, like yeah, if you're, if you're paying $500 just for Zelda, nah, it's not worth it. But at the same time, there's the, you're getting the Switch. And you it's, know. it's the utility. And this is what I like. And I don't, it's, it's, it's like as far into as a switch review it's yeah. fine we're nearly at the end of the episode. <laughs> as far as like the hardware is concerned relating to the game itself the thing that i found really charming is that 
when I was like, oh, I really want to fucking lie down, I would just take it with me, lie down in bed and play it, or I'd like play it on the ferry. And like the ability to do that means that my relationship with the game is different. So different. It's yeah. a very different because usually what it is is I sit down on my Steam library and I'm like, what do I want to play? Yeah. Whereas with but this, now it's, it's like, like I just I, whack it up. It's and my it's Zelda with machine. Because I drop it in and then I play yeah. the game. And that's kind of what I feel like it's going to be. Like I'm going to be the kind of person that will play one game on the Switch on the at a time. Switch for a long, yeah. So it'll be like Zelda for two months or Mario for and two then months. Mario for a while. And then or Skyrim for five years or whatever. <laughs> you know? yeah, that, yeah. Five more yeah. years of Skyrim. Uh, whatever yeah. that happens. But like that's, <laughs> and that's how I think my relationship is with Zelda, where it's not. I don't think of it as being a game, which I know is a weird thing to say, but for me at the moment, it's just, just a part of doing. my life that yeah. I enjoy. And that's really what I like, is when I don't have to focus on a game, is like when drugs. I can just enjoy it. It's just a part of your life that you enjoy. It's like Coke. Zelda. It's, it's like, like Coke. Coke. <laughs> Zelda, it's like cocaine. I feel like that's a good place to end. <laughs> All right. Um, and I want to introduce a new segment at the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Which is just You like haven't how... told me about no. this. <laughs> uh, it's like just like a quick recommendations of what we've been um, consuming. Oh, this is what, what are you listening to, 2.0? Except we're not giving it so a name. I just think it it's that? the recommendations. <laughs> um, so I watched Lovesick this week, which is on Netflix. Oh, fuck, now I have to think about what I've been doing. Um, Loves it's like it's like a uh, it's about this guy who finds out he has chlamydia, and it's him going through the list of the people he slept with in the last three <laughs> years, and it's really funny, <laughs> and it's about like love and, like, and sex and like oh, being good. an adult. It's really good, and yeah. every episode features a new girl. It's really <laughs> it's good. Really, really check it out. It's all flashbacks, uh, but also there's like a yeah. current plot where he's in love That's with someone really else. Funny. Really clever. Chlamydia. Uh, it's on Netflix. What about you? Have you been? Uh, grabbing anything I mean, I've, been, I've, I've started watching Black Mirror just oh, because yeah. I kind of just yeah you were telling it. me in the car um, apart from that uh, get Snipper Clips on the Switch on the Switch Snip, no so Snipper Clips is weird me and Laura got it because it's like oh it's like a cute co-op game mm-hmm. um, and it's like super it's the kind of thing where it'll either it'll either like tighten your bond with the people you love or and be a it. real enriching experience or it'll fucking ruin you. <laughs> yeah. Luckily we, we got the first experience of like, we kind of enjoyed it. Um, it is the kind of game where if you, if you're smarter than your partner, don't play it. Yeah. <laughs> really? you're both, if you're both pretty good at solving puzzles, it's really fun because you'll both come up with really dumb solutions. So don't play it with um, me. <laughs> yeah. Ever, Cause I'm so, bad at puzzles. Yeah. So play it someone who's on like the same level as you yeah. in terms of puzzles. Yeah. Um, no, good. Good recommendation. Yeah, it's a good, good game. Uh, as always, it's also Ben. Very cute. Yeah, it is very cute. At this time of the week, as always, where can people find us? It's that oh, Facebook. Yep. You got it. YouTube. Yep. Also, yes. Twitter. All of those. DCM works. I think Instagram's happening. Look, I'm getting onto it. I just, <laughs> it's, it's, I it's on my list up. of things to do. Um, but for now, yeah, we're at DCM underscore works on Twitter, DCM works social on Facebook, YouTube.com slash DCM works. If you want to see my. Legend of Zelda video that I did. Uh, the quickest way to get to that is either through our Twitter or through our Facebook page. Um, it's the pinned thing at the moment. I hope these so clicks are coming up. Go check that out. They will, certainly. Um, please stop. Uh, <laughs> you done? All right, I'm done. Uh, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash DCMworks. We've got our Patreon-only content happening at the moment. Yeah. Uh, you will have heard last week the uh, a section, an excerpt from our first episode on oh, relationships. Really? What part of it? Uh, cake and don't milk. know. I haven't edited it, edited oh, okay. it yet, even though it's going out tomorrow. But cake and behind milk. the scenes, shout outs to cake and uh, milk. And then there'll be some more stuff going up soon. So if you donate uh, anything over three dollars, you'll get access to those Patreon that's, only that's, that's three episodes. It's three bucks a month, and you get access to well, like three bucks. That's US. real money, real dollars. Yeah, real dollars. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, real, like real dull readers. US, yeah. Uh, but as always, in the meantime, this episode is brought to you by our pals, our buds, our friends, Digital Ocean. Oh. They're a web hosting service. You can get an SSD droplet running in minutes. They say less than 90 seconds or less than two minutes, something like that, which it genuinely is. You literally can get a server running in pretty much two minutes. Uh, they're really cheap. They're really affordable. They have really fair billing as well. So when we get higher traffic, they don't just immediately charge me. Yeah, they do they it on a percentage like- thing. Just RAM. They do like percentage increase RAM-y. stuff. Yeah, it's really nice. So if you go to dcm.works slash ocean, you can get $10 of credit. It's uh, about two months worth of hosting for a normal server. Uh, and they're really good if you have like a Squarespace website. They have really good plugins for how you transfer that across. So my recommendation is if you're someone that needs like a website, get Squarespace, get DigitalOcean. You'll save money instead of paying Squarespace for hosting. Are we sponsored by Squarespace? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying most people use Squarespace. <laughs> What I mean is that they're really good with like stuff like Squarespace, sure. Wix, all those platforms. Uh, they're a great service, and we really recommend them. So dcm.works slash ocean, you get $10 of credit. But that's it for this week. I'm at dcmyhatepie. I'm at Literal Citrus. And we will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.